0: Today is Tuesday, October 8th, in the year 2019. And welcome to All in Sports. On today's episode, we will be having a open discussion where me and Brandon will be discussing all things sports. How's it going, Brandon?
1: Oh, not too bad.
0: Well, <clears throat> Monday Night Game wasn't too bad uh, if you're a 49ers fan. <laughs> no. Uh, the Brownies didn't look too hot. Uh, Mayfield, I think he only completed, I believe, eight passes. Which is not too good.
1: No, there's no protection up front on him there.
0: Oh, absolutely not. He, he got absolutely just slammed. Even that he had a deep pass to Jarvis Landry earlier in the game, and he had so much pressure coming off the edge from uh, Nick Bosa, from former Ohio State Buckeye, and he had to step up in the pocket, and he just hucked it. Like he literally had to run forward to be able to complete the pass, like get a pass off. It was that bad.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a biggest issue is they have such a great backfield and no protection. You can't quarterback can't give the ball to one of his top tier guys. There's no the top tier guys can't do anything.
0: Right, they can't. You don't know, have. Protection of front. They're running the ball, right? Nick Chubb had six for eighty-seven, five point four yards per carry, and they even tried to get an Odell Beckham involved. He was two for 15, 7.5 uh, average. But I mean, when you literally have to like run out of the pocket or run in different directions, just to be able to let a receiver get out of its get get out of its break. And I mean, people don't understand how important timing is on an off on an offensive like drive. Like, you want to see a quarterback, or you want to see the receiver, as soon as he gets out of his route, you want to literally get him the ball. But if you can't be able to, like, step up in the pocket, or be able to move without getting sacked or pressured every single play, it's hard to hit that receiver at a convenient time in his route tree, and... Even when he's like saw Odell Beckham, they showed like Odell Beckham like running around in the end zone and stuff like that. And I mean, if you showed a simultaneous can of him and Baker, you would see Baker just constantly just running around, just trying to be able to get some time to be able to set his feet and deliver a ball to his top target. And it's just, it's not <clears throat> it's not good when uh, Greg Williams is letting Nick Bosa just dominate him the whole game.
1: Yeah, I need well at least three to four seconds in the pocket to even think about getting that ball off.
0: Absolutely, he went eight for twenty-two, and I bet you probably a good majority of those incompletions were just throwaways. He had two interceptions, he was sacked four times, um, twice by Nick Bosa.
1: Yeah, it's just they're struggling for that line. I think they get that line fixed, I think that'd be part of the big part of the problem. Would be fixed there, so they could get some protection up front.
0: Right. I don't. I don't know if it firing the offensive line coach is not totally the problem, but I know they got to get that left tackle position solidified. And I, I would not be surprised if you saw them move like a second, third, fourth round pick to Washington for uh, Trent Williams, who's still holding out.
1: Yeah, that might be a good fit for him, but do you think do you think that one, do you think one guy is going to make that much of a difference?
0: Well, my left tackle Baker's right-handed, and he needs to be able to trust his left tackle and not feel like, oh my God, I'm going to get killed every time he jumps back to pass. You know, I mean, it's kind of like a, I mean, when you have like a, I think, or Trent Williams, who's a multiple-time Pro Bowler. If you have him blocking your blind side, you're gonna feel a lot more comfortable when you're uh, setting up to deliver a pass downfield to Odell Beckham Jr. You know, I mean, losing Kevin Zeitler was he I mean, you at the time when they traded him and uh, Jabril Peppers and that first round draft pick to the Giants for Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, it wasn't looked at like this is a bad. It wasn't opinion. as looked at as a
1: big deal because they had a. They're getting no doubt, back Beckham Jr.
0: right, and now when you see Zeidler missing, I mean Eric Kush has been playing okay, but he's no, he's no Kevin Zeidler, former California PA guard. Uh, Zeidler, he he was a Pro Bowler and he was a Pro Bowler for Cincinnati back when Cincinnati was really good, and then he came to Cleveland in free agency and signed that big contract. Um, but he's been a a solid uh, right right guard form on that offensive line, and 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 with uh, him out of the lineup or him being traded away, uh, they just haven't been able to solidify that offensive line. And losing Joe Thomas to retirement has also not helped at all.
1: No, they they definitely need to figure out something. I think they anything, <laughs> any kind of line movement, like. They need to make some trades and make something happen.
0: Oh, absolutely. Hey, what would you think about Baker Mayfield during, I guess, the handshake when they went out for the initial, like, coin flip and everything? I guess he didn't shake anyone's hand. He just kind of, like, stared at (laughs) him.
1: It's all about that intimidation factor. So do you think that's
0: more of an intimidation factor, or do you think that's more of, like, a disrespect thing?
1: I... I think, I don't know what his intentions were, but when (laughs) San Francisco went and stuck the flag in the field to imitate how he did to Ohio State when he was at Oklahoma, I think they took it as a disrespect.
0: Yeah, even Richard Sherman, who was one of the captains, was quite irked off her quite pissed off about Baker not shaking his hand. He ended up picking Baker off in the game. I think it was early in the first quarter. Yeah. Kind of got him all little juiced up.
1: Yeah, they're definitely... I think they're still trying to ride that... how they came out at the beginning of the year of, oh, we're this amazing team, we're really good, and they have a lot of really good guys who came from really amazing teams, and put all those guys on one team, and they seem to be playing pretty well together. Like, when they do get the when Mayfield can actually get the ball off to Landry and stuff like that. Even to Adele, like, he gets the ball off. They're making stuff happen. And look what they did to Baltimore. Right. And uh, San Francisco's defense just shut them down. And I think there was – I that handshake might have been disrespectful and if, if if that wasn't the intention of it that's how the, i think san francisco took it they they kind of showed the disgust of that throughout the game
0: yeah they were pretty juiced um what do you think what do you think about uh The breaking news this week about uh, good old Jay Gruden getting fired from the Redskins. We all saw it coming, but we didn't know when exactly.
1: Yeah, that was, that was, uh, it wasn't really unexpected. I mean, it was just kind of a when is this going to happen kind of thing. I don't think, I don't, I don't think it's the wrong move, but I don't think it's also, it could be, it could be the right move. And see what happens the rest of the season I mean what are they gonna do now what's next for Jay like what what's he gonna do now
0: yeah he could join his brother in uh, Oakland or uh, maybe like one of his former people that coached under maybe like a uh, Sean McVay in Los Angeles or maybe a Kyle Shanahan over in San Francisco but they really don't need him but, um, or he just uh, he could just take the year off, just maybe watch some other coaches coach, take some notes, get prepared for when he decides to come back to coach. He might come back as an OC next year, like he was early on in uh Cincinnati. Yeah,
1: maybe you just. Do you think he could actually? Do you think that the stress of being the head coach, for say make calling all those shots, really like.
0: You think he can handle it? I mean, oh yeah, absolutely. It's just there from what he said, is there was a big disconnect between the front office, such as like the GM and the owner and all that stuff, and his vision. And when you have that disconnect, when you're not on the same page, it creates a lot of bad blood. And, yeah. Because the owners. The ownership, ownership, and Bruce Allen, who's the GM of the Redskins, they liked Dwayne Allen, or not, or not Dwayne Allen, Dwayne Haskins, <laughs> out, of, out of out of Ohio State, and uh, uh well, I believe Bruce Allen's a president now. That I think about it. Bruce Allen's a president of the Redskins. Um, he used to be their GM, but he's pretty much making. The majority of the calls, and I guess they really wanted um, Dwayne Haskins and Jay Gruden. I feel like he was more of a Danny Dimes guy. Was. Daniel Jones, I think that's who he wanted, or maybe a, uh, or maybe they wanted to even wait this year, maybe roll with Case Keenum, because I mean they were in playoff contention last year and the year before, before uh, Alex Smith got hurt. Um, and maybe he felt that they were just still right there, and I mean their defense is pretty not bad overall, really. I and mean, then they have a lot of top tier players. I mean they're start some of them are starting to get that, get up there in age, and they uh, improve their secondary, getting landed Collins and stuff. But it, um, maybe Jay felt like, hey, we need to get someone on this team that can help us win right now, rather than I mean, we need a franchise quarterback. And,
1: yeah, and. It's hard when the coach has a vision, but the owners and you know, they're the other guys, paying the bills, not, not your coach, right? So,
0: and in most situations, so I mean, some situations, like in Oakland, or like in, uh, like Sea C- Seattle, like Pete Carroll, and like bigger name, bigger name, Bill Belichick, they all have, they all have final say, really. On their thing because they are more, they have more hierarchy or more power with that franchise because of the success that they've had. They really have final say.
1: Yeah, and, and they, I don't think Jay was there. That's not his. That wasn't his role at the Redskins. Right. With the Redskins,
0: he didn't have final say on that roster. And some people, some people don't understand that when you run a certain offense like the West Coast offense. Which Jay Gruden runs, um, you need to have a quarterback that can play that style. And when you watch Dwayne Haskins play at Ohio State, Ohio State can't run a lot of spread offenses. And take they're going to run the run the ball a little bit, like a little handoff out of the gun, and then we're going to take shots downfield. The and they tried; they thought that Dwayne Haskins was going to be this West Coast dude, but. He's not. Though he's only played very little this year he is viewed as the future of the franchise and he didn't he's got some first team reps but not enough to be comfortable with the offense that he was running. Yeah. But you gotta have that guy <laughs> that run that can run that West Coast. Case Keenum I believe Case Keenum can really run any offense, but if you look at when he was he was with the Texans for a short stint of time, and that's who he signed with as an undrafted free agent out of Houston. And Matt Schaub got hurt, and when Keenum took over the job, he was just on fire, just lighting teams up. But as soon as, match, he, as, soon as he did, Matt Schaub came back, they threw Matt Schaub in the game, and Matt Schaub had a terrible game, so they put Keenum back in. And I think Keenum's one of those guys, when he starts losing confidence, his play starts declining. Yeah, definitely. Like, when he was in Minnesota, and he got that starting gig in Minnesota, he took it and ran with it. Like, he was the guy.
1: Yeah, took took him all the way to the NFC Championship game.
0: Absolutely. And he fit that West Coast style perfectly. But when he signed with Denver, Denver isn't a West Coast system. Denver likes to, like, take more shots down the field. Especially when you have a guy like Emmanuel Sanders who's fast and Demarius Thomas at the time. I mean, he doesn't... And Cortland Sutton is a big guy. He's not that kind of quarterback. That's why he didn't work out in Denver. And plus, with Keenum, you really want to have a real strong run game. But that's why he didn't work in Denver. And then he came to Washington and he was, he was viewed as like, okay, we're going to play him for now. And then we're going to work Haskins in. But Keenum really didn't play that bad when he was starting. The only team he had really bad time against is the uh, Bears.
1: Which every team has a hard time with that Bears defense.
0: Right. But you have to understand, who's he throwing to?
1: (laughs) Whoever can maybe catch the ball. (laughs) Right, I
0: mean, he's got... Jordan Reeves supposed to be the number 1 target. He's out with concussion again. He's he might be done with football with all the concussions. He's had like 50, 55 concussions or something. So, he he's probably he might be beer in time. He can never stay healthy, dude's always hurt. And then you got a rookie receiver You got McLaren who out of Ohio State. having hat was having a pretty good year until uh, they put Colt McCoy in this last week, but um then you got uh Rick Richardson that came over from the Seahaw- from the Seahawks um he's not nothing special, and Vernon Davis, who's their tight end he's like fifty years old <laughs> jeremy sprinkle he's not any he he's stone hands he drops or catches passes all the time um calvin Harmon finally gets a little playing time. Um, And Trey Quinn, who is like a, the Mr. Irrelevant, I believe. I mean, it's not like they have a whole lot of guys that they're just going to be like, all right, let's go out there and just it around, you know. They don't have an Odell Beckham Jr. on that team.
1: No. No, it's showing. It's definitely showing this year. I mean, hopefully maybe they can get a win this weekend. I'm gonna play Miami it's the battle of the Battle of the Beatons, I guess. Oh, sorry. <laughs> All right. Oh and two, oh and four teams going against each other.
0: All right. I'm sure a Redskin can kill a dolphin, you know. I mean they usually got their spears hope. and stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, now what do you think about the speed like the the beaten team? What about the unbeaten teams dropping from three to two? and the team that I wouldn't have seen getting knocked off especially the team they did was Kansas City. Well, Kansas, taking that taking that L to Indy.
0: Well, Kansas City came out with a perfect game plan for them. They said, "We're going to go, we're going to line up, and we're going to run the ball right through their throat." And if you look at the Kansas City, they they have a lot of injuries on that team. Uh, Lashawn McCoy didn't even get a carry in that game.
1: Um, no, they never established the run game, which really didn't open up their passing game at all. I mean, Mahomes only threw, he only, he only attempted He was twenty two of thirty nine for three hundred twenty one yards. So he, had, I mean, he did it's his lowest completion percentage this year for sure. And I think the only other team that he was close to was he was 24 for 42 against uh, Detroit, which Detroit I and mean, Matt Patricia's defense is pretty solid. So, I mean, understandable there. But he's gave he is, he's been set three times this whole year before that game. He gave up four sacks in that game against Indy.
0: Right. But they're also missing. Yeah, I think about Patrick, Patrick if you, Patrick Mahomes works, or, Worked out this offseason. He grabbed Tyreek Hill, he grabbed Travis Kelsey, and he grabbed Sammy Watkins. And
1: he's got Kelsey
0: left. Yeah, Kelsey left. But Sammy Watkins should be back soon. And Tyreek Hill, I think I said week eight, week nine, he should be back. So, I so he's know. got a couple
1: of weeks there. And that was, I mean, Andy stepped up big in that game. I mean, that's the first regular season game since Mahomes has been there that they've thrown under or that have scored less than twenty five points in the regular season.
0: Right, and the thing and about that's go
1: ahead. That's I was just to say, that's that's big. Like they're holding a, a high scoring offense to what, thirteen points.
0: Right. Yeah, thirteen points. And former chief Justin Houston even got himself a sack with two two TFLs in that game too.
1: Yeah, it is that was that was personal. You could see that in his emotions in that game. That was a very personal thing. There, yeah, that was his house. He showed that you get rid of me, I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna show you you shouldn't have.
0: Yeah, that Georgia Bulldog. He had a pretty good tam- pretty good game. Fourth in the team in tackles too. Um, but the re- the thing that really concerns me about Kansas City is their defense. Even though they only gave up 19 points, but they're a re, they're a new defense. They had lost a lot of guys this offseason. D Ford to San Francisco. You see the year he's having constant pressure every every game, um, and losing Eric Berry, who's still on the sign, which is surprising. I think I think he'll sign with someone sooner or later because people can always use secondary help, and he's one of the best. Um... And uh, losing <coughs> uh, Marcus Peters, uh, I think it was was up early in this. I think it was early in the season last year. They ended up trading him before the season started. Um, but you see how the impact that's made on their secondary. Um, they oh, they're still still trying to fix that problem. They even signed Morris Claiborne this week from LSU, former LSU guy, he played for the Cowboys and the Jets. They're just still trying to fix their secondary overall. Because, I mean, some of the scores might not show up, but when you go back and look at the film and you see guys getting beaten, just teams not taking advantage of it. Um, I think that's something they're trying to work on.
1: I think I I, I think that's the difference between, like, Kansas City making a really good playoff run, too, is they have an offense that can produce. I mean, that didn't look like it. <laughs> he lasts on Sunday, but when they have an offense that's proven that they can still produce uh, But their defense you can't win a game if i mean you can if you just throw the ball a hundred times and score a bunch, but your defense has to stop and they they their def, their run their run defense was just bad
0: oh absolutely. they just got, they just got ran all over
1: <clears throat> i mean like he they were pounding. the was just pounding the ball. Pounding the ball. It was like Christian McCaffrey was back there running the ball. <laughs> Mac was just running all over them.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, he he looks pretty good. Former uh, South Florida running back. And Bursett didn't have a bad game either. Eighteen twenty nine, one fifty one. He had an interception, but he did the job. He got the job done. He's no he's no luck, but he got the job done.
1: But I mean it. Thinking about that too, though, Merced came in, he's played more games than luck has over the last two years. Oh, yeah. So it's not like he's a new quarterback. You're, 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 he's not your second, you're not looking like who's, who's New England's backup quarterback? I and mean, they got rid of Savage.
0: Oh, uh, New England currently? Yeah. Uh, well, they started out with Jared Stidham, and they put him in a week two game, I believe it was, just in, like, garbage time, and he threw a pick six. So, they went out and uh, signed former USC quarterback Cody Kessler to be their backup. I
1: mean, like, if he comes into the game, he's not going to have a clue what he's doing. Who, Kessler? Yeah, I mean, he hell an idea, but he's not playing with that team. So, how does, like like versus coming in he's he's had the snaps under center he's played with that team before he know they they know him they know how he plays he knows how they play he knows how the receivers run routes so i mean he's not a fresh quarterback coming in per se and just taking the team i mean he's played he played more than luck has so he i mean he should be i I don't feel like that should be uh like look at that and be kind of surprised that he's playing good because he should be he's He's played there before.
0: Right. And get this one. Speaking of New England backup quarterbacks, a couple of years ago, they had Tom Brady as a starter, Jimmy Garoppolo as the backup, and their third stringer was Jacoby Brissett. And you know what their combined record is this year? What
1: was that? Sorry.
0: I said between back a couple years ago New England Patriots they had started was Tom Brady back was Jimmy Grappolo and third stringer was Jacoby Brissett. So you know what their record is between the three of them? No idea. It's like 11-2 tw- oh, this year. <laughs>
1: I mean, definitely have one of the best guys to learn from there, especially even coaching.
0: Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry. Twelve and twelve and two. Twelve and two this year between the three quarterbacks.
1: <laughs> That's pretty good. That's not. I think, and I think now that Indy, Indy winning that game really puts them in potential contention to be a threat in the playoffs for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean Jacksonville's been playing pretty good ball, but we'll gotta win. See. Yeah, we'll have to see who. Uh... That that division is just wide open right now. Yeah, because you it um, is. you don't you don't know what's going to happen in that division. Because you got Houston three and two, Indy at three and two, Jacksonville at two and three, and Tennessee at two and three. And early on, it looked like ten. It was Tennessee's division to lose. Well,
1: they're losing it. <laughs> yeah.
0: And they're now they're in last place. And, and they
1: have and they have a schedule coming up
0: ahead of them. Oh yeah. And J- Jacksonville's been playing pretty good ball recently. Four Nets have yes. had back to back hundred yard rush games. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, Carolina. I think mean, Carolina's offense. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, is just the MVP of the league this year for sure. Like, definitely, probably a front runner for MVP. Oh. Especially after Mahomes. Kind of, I wouldn't say it's Mahomes' fault, but definitely kind of like took him down a little bit with that loss this week.
0: Oh, absolutely, and Mahomes has had a good year, but nothing like.
1: Yeah, McCaffrey's I mean, still. He's still putting up points, I and mean, he's still. I think like he's not having the fall off that we saw from rookie quarterbacks like Dak, and like I mean, Donald never really kind of took off. So I mean, like, but he didn't have that fall off that you see with a lot of quarterbacks. that come in that first year and they're amazing, and then they just really fall off, and you kind of forget about them. And there's all oh, there's another guy that does okay. Right, unless it's your team. I mean, he's definitely still like everybody notices him. He's still noticeable.
0: Right, he's still leading the league in passing yards, and I believe he's still leading in touchdowns. Yeah, and <clears throat> no, a no, second in touchdowns behind Russell Wilson. But he, his stats are all all up there. Um, nine point four yard, yards average per pass.
1: Yeah, it is. I think his uh, quarterback rating's at, like, 153-ish. 114.7. I
0: mean, Is it now? Yep. He has a 65.6% completion percentage. Um, But, he I, mean, <clears throat> he, I mean, he's playing good ball. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the other team, I would say, kind of started out this season as good... St- it was division to lose was the pack or the pack the Cowboys losing to the Packers this week. Yeah, I mean everybody was all like, "Oh, the Cowboys are good again." You know, maybe Zeke was worth the money. Maybe they are worth what they say they're worth. And then they come out and lose two straight, and this one at home to the, to Green Bay. That was that's big.
0: Right, and we talked when well, we talked about the players' worth and like, was it worth it? to do to sign these guys is it a priority to sign these guys and you Dallas had a pretty easy schedule early on and you saw you saw Jack Prescott go out there and take advantage of it and now he came out he 27 44 463 yards which is impressive but three interceptions and in the NFL you just can't turn the ball over
1: no nah, it'll bite you every time
0: And I think what's really hurting Dallas a lot is Jason Garrett, who is a former quarterback. I think he's trying to turn this Dallas offense into a passing team. I mean, you got arguably the best running back in football on your team who had only 12 carries for 62 yards with a 5.2 yards per carry. I mean, you think 5.2 yards per carry, that means every two carries, you're getting a first down. Yeah.
1: So they should. Uh, that that would, you know, on paper, that would translate directly to that's a touchdown every time you touch the ball. Right. And they're not. They're not doing that.
0: I mean, obviously, you can't run the ball every single play because teams <laughs> unless will start you're playing. unless you're Indianapolis, yeah. Yeah, teams can. will start like <laughs> packing the front line. But Dallass down. Dallas, the thing is, Dallas's offensive line is just as good as Indianapolis's. I mean, you got. I mean, if you want to matched up. You got Costanza for the Colts, Ty- Tyron or Tyron Smith for the Cowboys. Both made the Pro Bowl. Tyron Smith's probably the best left tackle in football, but Costanza's a very good left tackle himself. Let's look at left guard. Quentin Nelson, who's a freaking monster, just pancakes people left and right. <laughs> and then on Dallas, you got Zach Martin, who's a Pro, pro Bowler. Center for Dallas, you got Travis Frederick who had that little disease thing going on, but he's back and healthy and playing well. And you look at him, and then you look at Ryan Kelly for the Colts. Not bad. And then you look at uh, Mark, Mark Glukowski for the Colts. He came over from Seattle. He's not bad. He's probably the worst offensive lineman over there. And you compare him to Dallas's right guard, Dallas. Um, uh, uh, Williams from Texas. Um I mean, he's young. Uh and he's up and up and coming. I mean he's not a he's not a <coughs> like a pro bowler or anything, but he's he's young, he's coming around eventually. And then you got a right tackle and you have uh Leno Collins for Dallas. And for the Colts, you have Braden Smith, who's one of the up-and-coming left tackles. He's, he put up a ton of reps at the combine. That's all I can, that's all I really remember about him. And he just he put up some like really good combine numbers. I went back watched film on him. He was just a mauler. And he, he I believe they picked him in like the fourth round out of Auburn, and he just came in and just mauled people. Oh, I'm sorry, Zach Martin's a right guard. Connor Williams as a left guard, but same difference. I mean, look at their look at their offensive lines; um, they're very comparable. Um, yeah,
1: they're definitely good. I mean, they're good, and you kind of expect that in the NFL. And the line should be good,
0: right? And and <clears throat> I think the biggest factor what's holding back the Cowboys. I mean, you look at the de- their defense is just phenomenal. They have a ver- they have. Awesome linebackers, their secondary is really good. I I'd still would look for him to sign Eric Berry. I think they'd be a big upgrade there. But I think the big difference between the two teams is coaching. Yeah. Uh Frank Wright's got that he that offense just running like that power football thing and it's and it's working. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not
1: so you don't see that in today's NFL. I mean, I think that game watching indie like the other day, like every even the announcers were like, "We don't watch football like this." It's been a long time since we've sat down and watched a football game that's like power eye kind of run it down. Not even power eye, just power offense, just run it down your throat. This this NFL, I mean, you feel like Watch a lot of teams first, second, third down, and they're they lining up in shotgun, empty back, empty backfield, throwing the ball around every down.
0: Right, and what people just don't people just don't understand is, um, you look at like how teams are, how GMs are building their building their teams now, um they're trying to get, like, faster, smaller, smaller linebackers, like, like, a Devin Bush guy, he's like, 230, that just runs, like, a 4-4, and you want these, like, fast, like, downhill guys that can cover, and everything, but, you look at the game from, like, 1990s, you had guys like, freaking, Levon Kirkland, who was a linebacker for the Steelers, who was damn near 300 pounds, because he was there primarily to stop the run, like, an average-sized linebacker you look this up. An average size linebacker in like nineteen ninety five was like two fifty, or maybe maybe even a little higher than that, two fifty five. And like you look at it now, and like the average size linebackers like two two thirty five, two forty, or maybe not even that high, maybe like two thirty. They're I mean they're all getting smaller and faster. I don't, and really the old expression is when you zig, I zag, and. You look at New England, and New England, when they went to the Super Bowl last year, they turned their offense into, like, a power-run offense. It wasn't all, like, we're not going to throw the crap out of the ball. They were, like, a power-run offense. And they couldn't be stopped. And Dallas, a couple of years ago, um, they decided that they were going to be a power-run offense, And they just started. They went fourteen and fourteen and two, I believe, when uh, Zeke and Dak had that phenomenal year. And why Dak had such a good year is because they were packing that box constantly. Because uh, you knew Zeke was going to get the ball. And now that um, Garrett's just—I don't know what—I don't know what he's thinking. He's throwing that ball like that many times and stuff. I mean, I don't know if he thinks Dak's like this phenomenal quarterback and you got all these targets around him now and we're just going to throw the crap out of the ball. And it's not who they are. They're a downhill run-oriented offense. And that's what the Colts are doing to win. That's what New England did to win. And that's how you win now in the NFL. You're going to run that power run offense because you don't have that 250-pound linebacker, that 260-pound linebacker to come up and hit these guards and get off blocks and stuff. And <clears throat> I think Dallas if they don't make the if they don't make the Super Bowl this year or don't make it win a playoff game this year, which is totally up in the air, or don't even make the playoffs this year, which would be totally insane, I think that Dallas needs to get Jason Garrett out of that front office. And a guy that would be interesting to bring in is maybe like a Bill Callahan, who's going to be the intern coach for the Redskins. And Bill Callahan was a Dallas Cowboys offensive line coach when Dallas was running that power offense. So, and he hasn't coached since he was with the Raiders. He was a head coach with the Raiders in 2002 after John Gruden left for Tampa, and Tampa played that Bill Callahan team in the Super Bowl. But Bill Callahan got fired, I believe, two years later because the team took a big dip because everyone got old, like Rich Gannon, Jared Rice, Tim Brown, all them guys. Um, So I think that's how you really need to win in the NFL
1: these days. Yeah, and I mean, Dallas has a pretty solid Lineup coming up, I and mean, then they got they go, they play the Jets this week, then they got the Eagles, then they're at the Giants, the Vikings, and then they get into the Lions, the Patriots, the Bills, the Bears, the Rams, the Eagles again. That's
0: a, that's I mean, a, they, got, yeah. they got a hard,
1: hard schedule coming up, and they got a couple games in there they should win, but overall, I mean, they've got what. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven of the next eleven that they they're gonna have a tough time winning.
0: Yeah, I mean they got, they gotta get the ball rolling. If they, I mean, Dak wants this wants a good big contract, and um, Maura Cooper who needs to step up and play a little bit better. Me, I an mean, yeah, all right game, but. Uh, they just have to do a better job passing the ball, and I. Th- I but I, th- I, they need to come, become more of a run-oriented team and take shots down the field to Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, and Randall Cobb. I mean, they have guys on that team, but uh, they're just uh, not using them properly. And no. I just thought of a, another interesting nugget that I forgot to bring up earlier when the Redskins talk. Um, I read a little article about who the Redskins might be thinking about for the next head coach. And they said they're going to try to give Bill Callahan a little shot, and then their offensive coordinator, uh, Kevin O'Connell, who was a former New England quarterback back in, like, 2004, I believe. Um, He's, he's like, a younger guy. They're going to try to, like, see how he does. And then they brought up A very interesting name on that list, and the guy's name was Mike Tomlin, and they asked Tomlin about it, and Tomlin said, "I'm on coaching a one in f- one in four football team. I'm not really concerned about it right now." But what he didn't say was, "I'm that coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I will be for the f- upcoming future."
1: Yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh, play it like, what are they up to now, water boy at
0: quarterback? Uh, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, they have a solid line in their line. They're just not getting the protection that they need up front. They're not – Connor hasn't had a big year. Defense is stepping up. I mean, their defense is getting at what, the last two games they've had three turnovers per game, and they haven't won.
0: They're Their front – they're up front of their defenses getting pressure. Hayward's having a good year. Two, it's doing pretty good. Tyson, all little all when he comes in, is doing good. Javon Hargrave is doing good, who's in a contract year. And then, Dupree's making some plays when he's unblocked. <laughs> uh, TJ Watt is having a hell of a year. He's falling right in his brother's footsteps. Constant pressure. And when you got... The thing they did, which was genius, <laughs> is they... Put Hart, or Hayward on one side and Watt on the other side, and it's kind of forming like a little bit of a cone <clears throat> shape thing towards the quarterback. And then they have their fast inside linebackers and Bush and Barron flying around making plays. I, um, but I mean they're 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 coming around defensively. I think they they could be good, and I could see <laughs> if Pittsburgh doesn't turn this season. Around, well, let's, let's quarterback-wise, um, Hodges from Samford, not Stanford, Samford. I watched a little bit of him in uh, preseason, and I actually went down to Steelers camp. He's got a, he's not a bad quarterback. He's got a, he's got a gun on him. He plays a lot like a, uh, kind of like a, he's like a gunslinger. He just, just hucks it. Uh, and he, but he's a little, he's a little undersized. And then you use him uses a lot of rollouts. Little, little, get them under center, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and take shots down the field. They got to get James Washington involved in that offense. Him and Deontay Johnson, the key, because Juju can't do it all. No. And
1: No, that's Pittsburgh, I think, after I, going back to the coaching stuff, I mean, after with Bell, all that stuff that went down with Bell, holding out, and then all this stuff with Antonio Brown, and i I think Tomlin's just lost that locker room. Those guys don't trust him they don't wanna they don't they don't have the leadership stepping up there that they need. You don't have a quarterback like Rudolph was there for three weeks and now he's out till protocol uh concussion protocol's done, so possibly missing this week. I mean, they need a quarterback that's going to come up, to step up, and lead this team, and everybody else needs to step up and do their part. But I think Tomlin, I think Tomlin's lost that locker room, and i I don't know how he get it back. So uh, I, I think that he'll be, I don't think he'll be in Pittsburgh much longer.
0: I, I think, I think they'll let him. I think they'll let him finish up the season. But I mean, maybe, maybe like week sixteen. But what I think is ultimately going to happen is. Um, I mean, you look at when he was early on there. You saw players run up, giving him like chest bumps and stuff like that. I mean, you don't see it. you just see him just like he looks like burnout and miserable, kind of, you know. Um. Yeah, it's, it's it's he's not
1: having fun. Yeah, hey, and that's so why we all played football in the first place. Two
0: th- two things about Pittsburgh: they activated Paxton Lynch, former first round pick out of Memphis, who was on their practice squad. They act- activated him to the. Starting roster. He's a big quarterback, six seven. Plays like Cam Newton, kind of. A lot of pretty run runner. He's got a big arm. Hopefully not broken. Yeah, not yet. Uh, <laughs> not yet. He's not. He's not a bad quarterback. No one just gave him. A, not. No one just worked with him real well and gave him a sh- opportunity. But I think he could be a decent NFL quarterback if someone actually just sat down, and, like worked with him, like mechanically and st- stuff like that. Um and worked in the right offense, which I believe he fits Pittsburgh's offense really well because he's a lot like Roethlisberger passing wise. Um, second off, Jalen Samuels actually is hurt now, and I, I think he did something to his rib or something, and he's going to be out like four to six weeks, I believe. Um, so I'll have to check on that, but I think all to, back to Tomlin. Um, I think uh. What's ultimately going to happen? Yeah, knee surgery, Sam has had. Um, Tomlin, I think at the end of the year, that Redskins job is appealing. I think he might meet with Washington, and I think that, because I think Pittsburgh's tired of him. With him, with the whole Bell situation and Brown situation and Roethlisberger situation and just different little tidbits of things going on and things he says in the media, the whole tripping hazard in that Baltimore game. I think they're just starting to realize, like, man, this isn't a Pittsburgh guy. I mean, he's done well for this, t- took him to the Super Bowl, but he's not the dude for the Steelers. And I think, ultimately, you're going to look at him, and if that Washington thing works out for him, then and, and Pittsburgh might say, you know what, he's got a year left on his contract. Why don't you uh, maybe throw us, like, a fourth, fifth, third-round draft pick at us, and uh, we'll do that deal. Kind of like a whole John Gruden situation back in the day. Yeah, well, I guess
1: we'll just have to wait and see, right?
0: Right, and uh, I think it wouldn't be a bad wouldn't be a bad deal for the Redskins. I mean, he they runs a three four, and a guy to keep your eye on for the Steelers, um, former Pittsburgh guy who's not coaching currently, a guy named Mike McCarthy used to coach for the Packers from Pittsburgh. Um, I think he'd be a guy to keep your eye on.
1: Yeah, let's see. So, want to do some uh, weekly picks?
0: Sure. Um, Before we do do that, let's get a little word from our sponsor. Um, This episode is brought to you by All In Sports. What can All In Sports do for you? And back to the podcast. Um, sure. Uh, who who do you uh, got winning the game tonight? You got a uh, series is up two one in favor of the Astros. Burlanders pitching another game in this series. Um, who do you got winning the game tonight? You got Houston taking the series three to one. You got Tampa Bay tying it up two to two in Tampa.
1: Mm, I'm gonna go with the Astros.
0: You think the Houston Astros will beat the Tampa Bay Rays?
1: yep, I mean they're down they're down right now <laughs> by two runs, but I think Houston's gonna bring that one back.
0: Well, I'll tell you this much. Verlander is thirty six years old okay <clears throat> he he just pitched a, I think like six days ago. His arm's tired. I think Tampa Bay is going to upset him today. You tie it up. And tie the game up. I think his arm's tired. I think Tampa Bay is going to put some put some points on the board, and we're going to tie it up. And we're going to be looking at a game five back in Houston. And I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know who they're going to pitch either. It's going to be Glasnow or Cobb. It's going to be it's going to be a good game. But I think, I think that would be so cool, with them in the lowest pay, uh, payroll in baseball, knocking them out of the playoffs. It
1: would be a good, good upset, I guess.
0: Oh, absolutely. You want to do you want to do NFL picks or college picks? Well, let's do some NFL picks. All right, here you got Giants or Patriots in New England?
1: Uh, Patriots.
0: Thursday night football. I got New England too, easy one. Sunday, 9.30, London, Tampa Bay. Carolina. I'm going to say Carolina. I'm going to take Tampa. They already beat them once this year. Let's make it two. (laughs) What's up?
1: What about the battle of the dumpster fires? The Redskins and the Dolphins.
0: I'm going to take the Redskins.
1: I think I'm going to take the Redskins as well.
0: All right. Cleveland, Seahawks, (laughs) Browns. I'm gonna go Browns. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take,
1: say the Browns come back.
0: I'm gonna take the. They signed Trent Williams and he plays this week. I'm taking the Browns. If not, Seahawks. J D. Saints. Big game.
1: What about Saints Jaguars?
0: I'm taking the Saints.
1: Uh, the Saints.
0: <laughs> I like my Minshew Mania, but gotta get. The, I think the Saints are too good. Texans Chiefs. Chiefs. I take Chiefs too. Uh, Eagles, Vikings.
1: Uh Eagles.
0: I'll take I'll take the Vikings.
1: What about forty ers and LA, the Rams?
0: I'll take 49ers. Jimmy G keeps it going. Uh who do you got?
1: Uh, I'm going to say Niners.
0: All right. Bengals, Ravens. Bengals. I'll take the Ravens. Falcons, Cardinals. Falcons. Me too, Falcons. Titans, Broncos. Titans. I'll take the Broncos at home. Cowboys. What's that?
1: Yeah, you're good.
0: Cowboys, Jets. Cowboys Cowboys Chargers Steelers
1: <laughs> Chargers
0: I'll take the Chargers too. Monday night football Lions Packers
1: I'm going to go with the Lions. <laughs> I'll take I think I think the Detroit's going to upset the Cheeseheads <laughs> at home.
0: I will take the Packers at home. All right. All right. Um uh, see if there's any big college games this week. Oklahoma, Texas. Texas. I'll take Oklahoma. <clears throat> Alabama, Texas, A&M.
1: Ooh. I'm going to go a and i A&M.
0: I'm going to go Bama. How about Florida State, Clemson? Clemson. Clemson, I'm taking. Michigan State, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I'll take Wisconsin, too. How about USC, Notre Dame?
1: I would say USC.
0: I'm going to take the Trojans as well. They're playing good ball. Penn State, Iowa. Is it in Iowa or in
1: Penn State? In Iowa. Ooh. I want to say see. Penn State, but that's going to be a good game.
0: I'm taking Iowa. Penn State's overrated. <laughs> <laughs> Start there. We we were Penn State chance. <laughs> Who you got?
1: Penn. I I'm about to say Penn State.
0: All right, all right. Last one. Florida LSU, In LSU. Oh,
1: I'm gonna say LSU.
0: I'm also gonna take LSU. Jordan Burroughs is playing damn good football. All right. Well been fun and I'd like to thank the listeners uh, tell your friends about it we need more we need more people listening in um, if you have any suggestions yeah. feel free to comment on the page yeah
1: if you have any questions you want to hear topics you want to hear talked about comment let us know
0: yep. anything you need we're here for you <laughs> <laughs> alright thank you for listening to the podcast peace out